0: On a podcast called Jump uh, Sun
1: Podcast.
2: Hey, you know how it is, man. Hey. When I was like, this is this is kind of real, like holy shit. Hey, you know, like all right, I was one of the
0: chosen ones. Like that's that's a career night. Like
1: never have you failed if you played it right.
0: And and I'm just blessed to. I thought I my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. What's up?
1: Not too much, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well
2: appreciate you yeah. taking the time to do this getting up early.
1: Of course man, no problem, no problem.
2: So what you been up to?
1: Man, uh, you no, know, had a busy weekend. Uh went out to Vegas with the wife, did, did a little couples trip. Um went to go see uh, Usher perform. It was incredible. Uh so yeah, I got back yesterday morning though, just in time to watch the games of course and uh yeah man, it's it's, it's Monday, so you know, we'll, we'll be heading up to to the studio later to to work work on our show and Back to the grind. <laughs>
2: yes, sir. I went. Yes, sir. I went and saw Kevin Hart here in Indy last night.
1: Nice. Nah, how was it? Was it a good performance?
2: Yeah, fire.
1: Good, yeah, yeah Kevin fun. Hart typically. I mean, he typically has he puts on good, good performance, great performances. I would say. So I'm not surprised.
0: It was crazy because his dad died last week. Yeah, he turned around and flipped like 20 minutes of his set
1: on his dad. Really, it was Damn. incredible. To be able to do that, you know, it's crazy how these comedians or just even other artists, whether it's music, comedy, acting, whatever, how they're able to take their emotional trauma and, and things like that and kind of use it for their art. Like he's probably using that as a way to vent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like his way to kind of connect with his dad through his actual work, which is a beautiful thing. So like, that's cool, man.
2: Yeah, it was cra- I've never seen Like I went to I saw Theo Vaughn one time. Uh, okay, yeah. That's the first like arena tour
0: comedy I've ever been to. It was crazy. Yeah, man. I like I'm just
1: Try to get the tour. Because
0: <laughs> I, I went up, or we were like kind of, I mean, not high up, but like we're, it was in a banker's life. Got you. Yep. So we're in like the upper section. I mean, you yep. still see everything, but like seeing everybody when he came out stand, it was crazy. Man. It's something I've never seen before. I bet. I bet.
1: And, and, and did, they, did they take all your phones away before you came in? Oh, okay i already know <laughs> awesome. i get it <laughs>
0: i didn't i didn't think about that and then we got there we were like scanning our tickets or whatever they're like all right put your phone in here i was like damn it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i i you know i understand it though yeah. cause it's just like they put they like he says the same jokes pretty much mm. each place he goes so it's like you know well if you're recording everything then other people are going to see it and i you know it won't have the same impact so i understand that
2: yeah, I get it. it just uh, I wanted to. Take, I just wanted to take one picture, a memory.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just take
0: one picture of the stage. But um, yeah, but yeah, dude. Our our Colts yesterday.
1: Man, no, I definitely was uh, uh, uh very very disappointed for sure, man. So I'm not. I'm not like giving up. I mean, I, I'll save for the podcast, so I don't want to give it away too much. But. Hey, we're rolling. <laughs> hey, I'm we're rolling, rolling right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know. I I didn't know if we were live right now or what. So, uh, but yeah, no, t- tough loss. I mean. 10 to 19. Uh, it's one of those games though, man, where it was a very winnable game. 1000%. So that those games me more than anything. Can you hear me? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. I, I, I think you went out for a hot second, but yeah, this, this is one of those games. It was a very winnable game. And those games are the ones that frustrate me the most because it's like, man, you take away one or two mistakes. It's a, an entire new ball game. I mean, Literally, man, I I went back this morning to kind of rewatch o- over the game and just kind of have my mind fresh on point for the podcast. And literally, man, it just it was the tell the tale of two halves. The first half, we didn't score any points. It was 13-0. Matt Ryan had a horrible first half through two picks, one of which was a pick six, which is the only touchdown that the Titans got all game. Then the other interception led to a a field goal. So that's literally 10 points that you know we basically gave to him. Where in both drives, I believe we, we were in field goal range for both of those drives. So of course, I mean we we could have missed two field goals, but McLaughlin is, is a, a good ass kicker this season. You know he's been he's been knocking them in. So I would like to assume that we would have made at least one of the field goals. I mean I think that's a safe assumption. So you think about that, like that's a that's like a thirteen point whatever like turnaround turn in a sense. We gave them team. We, we knocked off the board at least three, possibly six. So that's 13-16 point turnaround, and that was a ball game. Second half, we played well. Uh, Matt Ryan played a lot better, had a nice drive down the field, threw a touchdown to Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, by the way, that, that was the highlight of the, of the game for me, if I had to point out one, one positive. Paris Campbell did ball out. and He's a very talented guy out, out of Ohio State. I've been waiting for him to have one of these games, so I was so excited to see him finally you know, come out, ball out, and have one of those games. It's a great sign for us down the road. But it was it was like too little too late. The defense played lights out. We didn't let off any touchdowns, all field goals. What more can you ask for in, in in today's offensive driven game to mm-hmm. allow a team only nothing but field goals? So I mean I got to put this one on Matt Ryan, and, and I gave him a lot of praise last week. He threw for like three eighty nine, three touchdowns. We got the win, amazing game. And then this one was like complete opposite. So I'm frustrated, but I'm not. I'm not. um I'm not like down and out on the coach. It's not I didn't leave that game feeling like, oh man, we're just oh we can't beat the Titans. The Titans are just too good. It's like, no, we shot ourselves in the foot. Those are two unforced interceptions. It it wasn't like he was getting rushed. He tried to force two passes. It was bad horrible decisions. And that literally won that was the difference in the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you put it great. I I can't add much more, but like the defense have been playing well, like. I think I don't know how many points we gave up last week against Jacksonville, but the week before you only gave up nine against the Broncos. Granted that offense has looked awful this year. But then right. you you only give up essentially twelve against the Titans. I thought they kept Derrick Henry in check really well. Yeah. And he had thirty rushes for like one twenty eight, I think. But like his biggest run was that twenty three yarder at the end of the game where I mean the game was over anyway. Right. They kept him in check for 99% of the game and then I don't know what what they need to do with with Matt Ryan and the I I mean he did get he did get pressured a lot more yesterday than he did in the Jacksonville game, but I mean those two he's turned into what Carson Wentz what we thought Carson Wentz was last year. Mm. He's been That's I mean strong. Obviously, he's been well, he's been a lot worse. He's leading the league in fumbles and interceptions, but like yeah. Carson, yes, yes, Carson had he only had seven picks last year. He probably should have had more, probably should have had more like 12, 13, maybe. Um, right, we'd have to go back and look at the tape or whatever, how many balls got dropped, but he didn't play that bad compared to how Matt Ryan is right now. And everyone yeah. was like, oh, he's just. I mean, you could he could throw for four hundred like he did against the the Ravens, and then the next week he could play like he did against the Jags. But that that's right. exactly what Matt Ryan's been doing,
1: right? No, for sure. And let me chime in here. I agree. I mean, you look at Carson Wentz's stats overall. I think he had twenty seven touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, and like seven interceptions. So, like, if you look at you look at his stats. I mean, he had a pretty pretty good year last year. Um, my 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 problem with Carson Wentz is when you need him the most, he shows up the least. And the biggest moments is when is when he plays the lowest, and those as a quarterback, as a you know, you want to be your franchise quarterback. Those are moments w- when we really need you. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of the greats. I mean, you think about the the Brady's of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of, of the world. You know, I know they're both playing kind of bad right now uh, in this season, but o- overall, in their careers. When it mattered the most, man, the, those guys, they make big plays. Whether it's a two-minute drive to, to win a, a a game or if it's a drive, driving it down to kick a field goal, whatever the case may be, we need them the most, they, they show up the most. And that was my biggest problem with Carson Wentz. He has all the skills in the world. He's strong, he's fast, he has a big arm. But he just – I don't know, something about big moments where it it, it, it does something to him and he, mm-hmm. he doesn't perform well. You know. So, yeah, overall, though, I mean, yeah, you look, you look at the stats and stuff – I mean, yeah, he's on pace to look a lot better than what Matt Ryan has shown to this point. Now, the one pass I give Matt Ryan is the first few weeks, man. Our off, offensive line was horrible. Yeah. Like we, we kept trying to move rotations around and trying to find ways, and and he just was getting hit and hit and hit like time at the time. And we've looked a little better these last two weeks, but like you said, I mean, he he still got pressured a lot, you know, uh, yesterday. But it wasn't it wasn't as bad in my opinion as the first few weeks where he was just getting clobbering and he's an older guy so i was feeling kind of bad for him after a while um but yeah the fumbles it's like listen you you, you got to be better when it comes to fumbles and then inter- unforced interceptions you got like you're a veteran quarterback man ryan he's very smart knows the game i understand mistakes happen but two back-to-back interceptions and again they were both horrible decisions forced throws i would just throw it out lit a fight another day i i think in his mind he's just he's just trying to Make something happen. You know what I'm saying? At the time, the coach had zero points on the board. He's like, Man, I, I we gotta get some offense going. I'm the quarterback. So I, I understand the mindset, but sometimes, man, that, that ends up leading to be to, to 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 worse scenarios. And and I hate to blame the game on one player because as the former football player, I know there's so many situations, so many plays, and so many things you, you could point at on even on defense where you're like, okay, well. They shouldn't even got down to field goal range to kick a field goal because you guys made a mistake mistake earlier in the drive that led to that point. So there's uh, things you you can point out. But overall, man, I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. And the two biggest plays of that ball game was in that second quarter. Those two picks, I mean, again, it it went straight to – it was 10 points, literally, 10 Mm -hmm. points. We lost. It was 10 to 19. You take away those 10 points, (laughs) come on now, 10 to 9. And and, and and that's assuming we don't make – in either of the field goals that we were in field goal range for. So you know it's one of those things. And um yeah man, but again, I overall man, I, I just I don't know if it's just me me just being a fan and I'm just trying to stay hopeful, but the coats have they have too much talent on that roster and on that team to to, to to not to not be way better than this. Yeah. <laughs> is what I'm saying. You know, and even with that being said, we're three, four and one, which is really right around the middle to the upward side of the pack in, in terms of the entire, the entire NFL. It's been a very strange season. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> There's been a lot of bad football across the entire league. Outside of like four teams, it's really kind of up up in the air. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, what's going to... Each week, I have no clue what's going to happen with any with any team. Like, if you're a gambler, this is not the season to gamble. Because mm. I, I have no... You really have no idea who's going to show up, who's going to win, how how they're going to look. You know, it's, it's really up in the air. So... Um, I, I I'm still hopeful, but this was a tough one though, you know, cause now we're down two games uh, uh, behind, behind Tennessee. So more than likely, unless something crazy happens, we're probably not going to win the AFC South and it's going to be tough for two teams to make it to the playoffs out of the AFC South. So we're either going to just have to cross our fingers and hope Tennessee kind of just uh, goes on a losing streak here and, and, and allows us to catch up or we better just, we better start balling out the rest of this season. And I will say this: I think I do believe the coach do have one of the easier, easier um, um, schedules remaining for the rest of the season. I have to go back and look, but if my memory serves me correct, I'm pretty sure the rest of the schedule is isn't too isn't too tough. You know, like it's very winnable game, so it's possible that we could go out, we could go on a, a crazy winning streak and and make things interesting. But um, yeah, def- definitely a disappointing loss. And all the Tennessee Titans fans have been grilling me on Twitter. I made a video last week. I was talking a little, little trash. You know, that's what I do when the coach wins. I, I was feeling good, and um, my coach let me down. So, Tennessee fans, hey, go ahead and have fun. Stay in my mentions. Talk trash. I deserve it. My, my team lost, so go ahead go ahead, and go at it. Shoot. I mean, when you and I were growing up, Peyton was dominating
0: the Titans, and then Andrew oh, Luck man. was dominating the Titans. Now it's weird because, like, like you mentioned, the AFC South is – Probably the worst division in football. The Colts are Mm -hmm. one, three, and one in the division right now. They got one game left against the Texans. I think that's last game of the season. So you got to bank on winning that one, right? um, If nothing else. But my my issue goes deeper than than Matt Ryan. Um, I did want to bring up a stat though uh, about Carson Wentz before I forgot it. When they when the Colts traded him, I looked up uh like. Some of the other guys that they were talking like Derek Carr and Jimmy G and um, Matt Ryan kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. But Carson Wentz had zero game winning touchdown drives in 2020 and 2021. I think he has a couple now, but like that's what they needed. And Matt Ryan's been able to do that a few times. So you got to give him credit there. Um, But yeah, I mean, my issues kind of go with Ballard. And I've been mm. a I've been a guy that doesn't really call for people's jobs and things like that. But in year six, you got to show something. You can't mm. you can't be middle of the pack. I think heading into this week, the Colts were the seventh seed in the playoffs. Yep, um, where they stood. Yep, now, I think that's true. Yep. Now you, I mean, you, like like you mentioned, you don't know how the NFL is going to go. I mean, the Jets are out here killing it. The Bills are the Bills. The Chiefs. Um, obviously, even though the Colts beat them, that was kind of a we're we're the Colts are kind of their kryptonite in a weird way.
1: I know, right? Yeah, they, the that's what that's what I say. Is. Every team has like like for us, it's, it's the Jags in Jacksonville for whatever reason we just struggle in Jacksonville, you know. So it just for the Chiefs, yeah, we are like that that weird matchup for them. Whatever for whatever reason they beat us sometimes, but if you look at our overall record, we typically have success against the Chiefs for whatever reason.
0: Mm. Yeah, no doubt. And then. I mean, the AFC is a gauntlet too. With all the yeah. quarter. I mean, even you can't forget about the Chargers. I know they just oh, yeah. lost. I know they just lost yesterday, but um they're gonna be up there. I mean the Broncos maybe if they can turn it around. Um who else? Yeah. <laughs> uh I mean the Bengals, oh my goodness, the Bengals looked good yesterday. You got the Ravens. I mean it's not looking good for the Colts. And I think Ballard and Riker be gonna be the ones to pay.
1: Man, um, here come the end of the year. I do. I. I don't. I don't know about Balor for sure. You might be right. You know. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Frank Wright. If we miss the playoffs again, I think yeah, it's curtains. I think. I think it's, it's a wrap for him. So, like I said, the only thing that that's keeping me like positive is that the fact that it, this is a, re- a weird season and the fact that mm-hmm. there is a lot of teams that right now that are like three and four, you know, four and three, three like two and five. You know, there's a lot of teams in that weird middle to pack window to where it's like all right. It, it, it's not just us, right? Like, yeah. it, it's not like it's just the Colts, you know. What's the saying? Misery loves company, right? So, like, yeah. it's not like the Colts are not just miserable by, by themselves. They have a lot of teams in the league right around that that middle of the pack. So, I think it's going to come down to which teams go on that run. You know what I'm saying? At, at some point in the season, that's going to be the difference. That's going to be the separation between who's in and who's out. So, the Colts are going to have to go on a run here soon, middle of the playoffs. And and uh our or middle of the season, excuse me, in order to really have a chance at making the playoffs. And I, I do think it's possible, you mm-hmm. know. When the coach play well in games, like they look really good. It's just that they're inconsistent. You know, even yesterday, the second half wasn't horrible. It was it was solid, it wasn't like amazing, like oh my gosh, but it was a good, it was a solid second half. You know, we we had a nice drive that led to a touchdown. Matt Ryan didn't make really any major mistakes. Again, defense looked good, like we we beat Tennessee in the second half, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But the first half we gave them too much. We didn't put up any points at all, and that was the ball game. Literally the tale of two. It was like two games. So, um, you know, but when we're good, we're good. And I'm so glad that we got we got JT back. Um, you know, I think he, he had like seven catches. Had, you know, mm-hmm. he only had ten carries, which you know I understand we were down, so we were trying to get you know drive down the field. And some of those carries, instead of handing the ball, we kind of threw it to him, so it was kind of like a like a rush, but it's on, it's on the count as a catch. But I would like to see him as we as he builds back uh into game shape. I want to see him getting back to like 20 plus carries because he's a workhorse. And I don't care, I don't care what type of season you think he's having. I don't care what type of game you think he's having. Keep giving the ball, and at some point, good things are going to happen. Yesterday he averaged, I think, 5.8 yards per carry. I'm on yeah. six yards a a, a a carry. So I'm like, man, keep feeding the beast. <laughs> that's that's every two every two carries, he's getting a first down. Keep feeding the beast. You know what I'm saying? So I like what I saw out of him. I want us to give him the ball more, and, and, and let's really get back to, to to riding him in these games. Uh, you know, I think we have to be a, a a great running team, great defensive team, and we make plays in the air when we need to. I don't want to put all the pressure on Matt Ryan. He's the older QB. Our O-line is not the greatest. You know, we're a little better now. He moves the parts of, uh, around. We look stronger, but at the end of the day, I I don't have full trust in the offensive line to protect Matt Ryan. So we have to become a dominant running team, lean, leaning on JT, leaning on that defense, and Matt Ryan just makes plays when we need him to make plays. And that's the formula for success for the coach. Mm-hmm.
0: And even last week, Deion Jackson had a really good game, rushing the ball oh, yeah. and, and those little, ex, like you mentioned, extensions of the run play um, yep. or of the run game, excuse me with those little swing passes and, and things like that, um, JT's, he's just impressive because like there was several times where he was like bottled up, he had nowhere to go. And then he just yep. finds a hole at the last second and goes, gets six, seven yards. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean that's what it's all about. That that's what makes a running back great. It's not always about the big flashy play. It's like, man, the times you got two to three yards when you should have lost two to three yards. Mm-hmm. Those are those those are that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? It, it was uh uh was it I think third quarter when we went for so it was like a third, it was a third and short or whatever the case may be. He caught the ball on the swing pass, should have lost two yards, ended up falling forward. I think he got at least one yard. Mm-hmm. K- Kevin's in position to go for it on fourth down. And then Michael Pittman Jr. made a big time, you know, elevated high catch and to keep the drive going. And then we end up scoring a touchdown. So it's those little little plays like that where, you know, it's not a highlight. You know, the average fan won't understand or, under- or see how big it is. But just little things like that, man. And I think, you know, now that we have them back, you know, start really getting them back into the groove of things, that's going to be huge for, for our offense.
0: Mm-hmm. No doubt. And I think, I mean, there's still three, there's still 500. So Mm -hmm. it's not like I kind of give Reich the benefit of the doubt, just because that one year they were one in five ended up damn near running the table, making the playoffs. Um, So anything's possible, especially uh, like we've kind of talked about with this crazy NFL year, but um, I want to get back to you. Um, I've, I've been following you for quite a while. You're doing some awesome things. How'd you get your start in, in sports media?
1: Yeah, man. No, good question. I I have a very you know interesting um I guess story of how it happened. I, I didn't go to school for um like broadcasting or journalism. I have a business degree in marketing. Um, so coming out of school at Ball State, you know, I had to say, I got a sales job. You know, I was inside sales, cold calling on the phone, things like that. Pretty good job, but it was definitely not sports. It wasn't what I was mm-hmm. used to, you know. So I myself and one of my uh, coworkers, who was also you know a, a teammate and a friend of mine at Ball State. My guy uh, Brian Jones, uh, his nickname is Bolo. So my guy Bolo, we was like, you know, look, you know what? Let let's start a podcast just to kind of have like like some type of outlet away from the everyday job. And at the time, we didn't know we, this is like 2018. We didn't know what we were doing at the time. I had no really experience when it comes to video editing, and just like just anything. We just we just wanted to talk and just get away and kind of get back involved in sports and stuff that we care about so we started this podcast called the porch and it was just for fun it was no it was no business plan behind it, it really was just like two guys just you know talk talking about sports culture or whatever and you know we started posting it like every single week and um you know just through connections through you know um networking so to speak there was a a famous alum who had went to Ball State, who at the time was working at Fox Sports. And he followed me on Twitter. And he saw that I was doing a podcast and he just kind of reached out. was like, hey, so you're doing like a sports podcast. Like, would you be into production at all? And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, like why? Why are you asking? What's up? So, uh, you know, uh, had a couple conversations with him and then ended up getting my name and getting my resume in the mix for, for a possible position at Fox. So I had like four or five phone interviews, man. And I had to fix my resume around to make it look more like you know, production mm-hmm. and wise and sportsy or whatever the case may be. And I was uh ended up blessed with the position. So I literally put my two weeks' notice in, packed my bag. I left my girl back in Indy at the time and came out here by myself and no furniture, nothing. I'm literally out here in LA. Uh, cost of living is like uh times three more than what Indy is, and I'm out here sitting <laughs> on the floor in my apartment. And I'm, I, I'm as happy as I can be. I'm nervous. I'm scared, but I'm happy as hell because it's like, it's a breath, a breath of fresh air. You know, a guy from Indy moving out to LA, working at Fox sports. Like that's like, it's like a movie. I mean, you're mm-hmm. from Indy. So you understand like we don't necessarily see those type of opportunities a lot. So, um, yeah, so that's how I got my foot in the door, man. And initially when I got hired, it was just to be social media producer, you know, which, which is what I still do now. That's my main job mm-hmm. at Fox. I, I work on uh, the show. Used to be called Speak for Yourself. It's now called Speak. And my main job is to promote the show on social media. You know, as cool. so I'm on Photoshop. I'm on Premiere. I'm editing clips. I'm posting out the best stuff from each show. Um, coming up with creative, fun ideas on TikTok and IG. Just any fun way I can, I can promote the show is what I'm doing uh, on social media. So that that's been my main job. That's what I still do today. But there was like a a, a two-year period when I first started where I actually was on air, on the show. I had my own segment called Darnell's Question of the Day um, where basically I bring some random question. A lot of times it was sports-related to the show, and I would kind of introduce it to the desk of, of the guys at the desk, and we would have just a conversation, you know. Sometimes it would be just real simple. I, I, I set up the question. I toss it to them. I let them discuss. Sometimes they would bring me in. It's more, more so of a back and forth. And uh it was it was a, it was a, it was fun. I mean, it was Darnold's question of the day and I had another segment called Anti-Social, where it's a little bit more fun, interactive where I just kind of bring fun tweets and stuff that I, I see from online, you know, that's related to sports and mm-hmm. we have some fun with it. And um that was really how I got my foot in the door, man. I met a lot of awesome people, people who I grew up watching on TV, playing, you know, playing on the Madden with and stuff like that and uh that that's led to so many other uh, hosting opportunities outside of Fox that I've been doing the last like year and a half. So uh crazy story, man. I'm still early in my career And, but man, I, it's been a blessing. I mean, I think about my life, man, it's really truly been a blessing. You asked me five years ago where I would be. There's no way in hell. I would say I'd be in LA working at Fox sports and, and, and having the type of friends and relationships that I have with, with, with some of these athletes, entertainers, etc. So it's been crazy. Dude. I I love that. I love that so much. That's awesome. Cause sure. I mean, a lot of people don't,
0: don't know about the grind. And that's something I wanted to talk about. Cause when you talk about sleeping on the floor, going out there by yourself, you leave your girl at home. I mean, that's, that's scary stuff. That's scary stuff. People, cause I mean, that's, maybe that's just how we're wired, but nobody really likes change. Yeah. You uprooted your life and you took a chance and said, screw it. And now you're balling. <laughs> i
1: appreciate it man It's just yeah i'm a, and everyone has their own beliefs stuff like that so i'm not trying to pull anyone, you know either way but i am a faith-based person i mm-hmm. do believe in god i do believe things happen for a reason and just the opportunity just came up so randomly it just I, I just felt like it was like he was talking to me like it just felt like i i should make this decision you know what i mean it just one of those things i don't know it's hard to explain it just like a it was a feeling i had i wasn't really happy with my job at the time no fault towards the company. Great company, great owner. Like it was a really good company. It was just internal. It, was, it just wasn't, I wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I was gaining so much weight. I'm just sitting down in this office. I'm, I'm like one of the hardest working people here, but my, my, my sales isn't correlating to the work. So I'm getting frustrated and it's like, man, you know, um, I'm missing the game and, um, it's like, man. So when the opportunity came, it just, I'm like LA Fox sports, like I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I grew up, I grew up poor. I didn't have much. Like the fact that I'm even like I'm in LA and if, like, I've been out here for about almost five years now. And I still have moments where I'm driving on the highway. And I'm in like an hour long of traffic, but I don't even care. I'm looking at I'm just looking at the palm trees, like, man, I'm really like, I'm really living life out here and I'm I'm having success. Like I'm doing, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm not where I want to be yet. You know, mm. I'm very goal driven. I, you know, I have huge aspirations, but I'm at a good spot right now, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing good. I'm 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 living pretty solid. I'm maintaining and uh it's like wow, 5 years ago when I first moved out here, I had no idea how this, this was going to go. <laughs> no idea how this was going to go, but uh you know, made a way and uh it, it's it's been good.
0: Yeah, I love hearing about especially me now <clears throat> where I'm at. I love hearing people's stories of how they got in and and they kind of past cuz I feel like a lot of people like like you and me we have weird little things that we just, it just happened to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, like for me, I started listening to the Joe Rogan experience. Um, I know he's a very controversial guy now.
1: Yeah, it's all good, um, yeah.
0: But back when, back when I started listening, he really wasn't. And I was like, Hey, I, I kind of want to start a podcast. So that I started one and I started one in 2019. Gotcha. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just had my friends on and we were just talking, whatever the best thing that's ever happened to me as sad as it is to say is was COVID Mm. forced me to, to reach, start reaching out to people. Got my first um, athlete on the podcast. Do I still talk to monthly now? Um, And then like you talked about with all the connections and and the relationships, that's my favorite part. There's guys that I don't know how familiar you are with Purdue sports, but Raphael Davis and Lewis Jackson. Those are two of my guys. I've had them both on the podcast like four or five times. I talk to Raphael weekly, uh, sometimes a few times a week, and yeah. it's it's just crazy. And it's turned into so many different things, so many opportunities. I got a new – and I kind of fell into it because um, uh, kind of backtracking. So I went to – I graduated from Purdue um, in August. I originally went there. I wanted to be a teacher got there, I was
1: like,
0: yeah. So, like, when I applied, they were like, if you don't really know what you want to do, like, apply as a teacher, you can get in easier. I was like, all right, bet, say less. Gotcha. (laughs) But I did that. My GPA wasn't that good. Um, So I did that. And between that time, I was like, I kind of want to get into, like, physical therapy, athletic training, something like that. Absolutely bombed my first semester. Failed four classes. I got a D in the other one. Yeah, the only one I passed was a, like a speech class, like a hundred level speech class. So I was like, well, can't do athletic training anymore. And I was <laughs> sitting there I had I had no major for like the next year and I mm. didn't know what I was doing. I finally switched my major, reached out to a guy by the name of Travis Miller um who I owe a lot to he's he's given me so much, um, started writing for a Purdue Sports blog and that was the start of a uh, start on my journey. It's been crazy.
1: Wow, man. Nah, I love to hear like a lot of times, man, some of the greatest things that happen in your life just kind of, just kind of arrived. Like it wasn't planned. It wasn't, <laughs> you know, it wasn't part of your actual, you know, uh, notes at night in your journal that you wrote, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of happened It appeared, you know, but when it happens, like I said, it's a feeling like, man, this feels right. You know what I'm saying? So now nah, that nah, kudos to you to, to understanding that feeling and in and and going with it, you know what I'm saying. And I'm glad to see you're still grinding. I love to see people back from from the city, from Indians, you know, who's uh trying trying new things. You know what I'm saying. So often you see, you know, people just go the typical path, and which is totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. I just like to see people from our city kind of believing themselves more and go off on the limb, tr- start a new business, start that podcast, try to you know uh, interview for that crazy job that people may think is you won't get or unlikely because you just never know you never know what God has planned for you or, or what's what's in line for your journey so I no I, I kudos to you man for going out and, and and doing it and still be doing it you know I wish you nothing but success on on this podcast and yeah man no it, it's uh it, it's dope to hear
0: Yeah, sir thank you I appreciate that but yeah people from Indy we don't have anybody really in the in sports media or out there doing like we don't have uh drake or someone like of that love like right. stardom of like okay this is possible like we got like sage steel and um whitlock he's from india yep, yep. i mean those yep. are the only two off the top of my head that are like in the industry so kids kids yeah. now growing yeah. up they're yeah. not, i mean those people aren't coming back and and talk to this to to certain schools you know what i mean like you don't see right someone that was in your same shoes went to your same school high school whatever you don't see them on tv and be like okay yeah i can do this hopefully now it's like someone like yourself or someone like me we can we can be that for people
1: right not you know hey i think you hit the nail right on the head like i said growing up i just i just didn't see this as a reality you know it wasn't that like, I think everybody at some point, you know, as a kid, you, you know, you want to be on TV just just because it just seems cool, R- whether it's because you're playing sports, you're talking, whatever it is. Like, at some point, I think kids all want to be on TV at some point. You know what I'm saying? But I never thought about doing it at this level. But it's funny. like I always look back and like kind of look at my journey. And I, I think back in high school, so I went to Warren Central mm-hmm. and I think back in my high school, like uh, we have something called like, like the morning announcements where we, yeah. you know, you, you, we, the, the, each room has their own TV and it's just students, it's student led and you have different announcements for the school. So every Friday, I think this is my senior year, we had like a little, uh a little war called a show called Warrior Warpath, where it's like a it little kind of like a hype, a show to get you hyped for the Friday night game that day. And um, I was like, I was the host for it, <laughs> but it was just all fun. And you know, I I I had to reach out to my school to see if we have some old clips because I've been wanting to see those. But it's funny that in hindsight. I look back on my like, damn like I, I I've been doing this a little bit. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. I've been doing it to a, a lesser degree, but it's kind of been in my calling. You know, and um, yeah, it's funny. I, I wish if I knew what I knew now, if I knew I would end up here, I would have did way more uh, more training. Um, you know, in high school, but definitely at Ball State. Ball State has a great. Telecommunications program. I mean, obviously, David Letterman went to Ball State. You know, like we have the David Letterman building where our media like team there is just dope. Like, it's amazing. I could have learned a lot there. But again, I didn't, this was never, it just mm. this wasn't realistic to me. Like, being on TV it was like, okay, like, sure, like, I sure I could, you know what I'm saying? And, I'm, and yeah. I'm a positive guy. So I always think about, you know, the glass is half full. I always think that there, there's a will, there's a way. But it just, Sometimes you got to just, you know, try to be real, so to speak. And at that time, my reality wasn't to be on TV. I was like, listen, I'm going to give me a business degree. You know, a business degree is is broad. I can get a good job from there, you know. But at the time, I'll be honest, when I was in college, I'm thinking NFL. Like, I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even (laughs) – like, my grades have always been pretty good. So, I'm like, school will take care of itself. I'm going to the NFL. I'm not even about to worry about any of this. So, obviously, that didn't happen. So, when reality hit, it was like, man, I got to figure out a way to just – get back to being me and being happy and, and moving out here and working at Fox sports has allowed me to be back like to, to, to Darnell. I've always been a high energy guy. I'm, I'm always been the guy that makes people laugh and fun and just, you know, and being in the office job with, with my, with my button up shirt tucked in with the belt and stuff. It's, it's cool, but it just wasn't for me. I, I'm i I'm a hoodie and jeans and I'm, I'm comfortable at work. I'm casual. Like that's who I am. I don't like being all, super corporate, you know, that's just not who I am. So I'm glad I'm at a, I'm in a position where I can be me. It feels, it feels great.
0: That's special, dude. Cause I mean, you look around, you just talk to people. like if you go back to a high school reunion or something like that, you talk to some people, they, they don't want to be where they're at.
2: Mm-hmm. They're
0: not content with, with whatever job, whether it be in, in sales or, or, or business or they're a lawyer. They're like, yeah, I want, I want to go do
1: this though. And right. you're you're out there living that. Yeah, man. And Like I said, you know, it, my one message to anyone who's listening in is uh, just, just take that chance. Take that risk. Because, like, why not? Mm. Literally, why not? Half the times we, we don't take risk because we make up some type of fear, fear that we bring upon ourselves or fear that, you know, maybe other people who are close to you bring upon you. You know, you might tell a friend or family member something that you believe in or something you're, you're interested in, and because they're insecure about the about themselves, they pour on their insecurities onto you. So now you're like, man, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do this. But you literally don't know unless you try. Like, there's, so and for me, my mindset is like, just just try it because, like, the worst the worst case scenario is you try it, it doesn't work, and okay, mm. you're in the same spot you, you was before. So, like, just try it. You have a dream, a passion, whatever it is, just try it. And actually and actually put the real work in. When I say try it, I, I mean, like, really put the work in, do the research, do whatever it is you need to do to put yourself in a realistic position. But actually try it, especially, especially if you're still, like, in your 20s and you're younger. Even if you're in, in your 30s, depending on your life and what you got going on, you know, I, if you're married, you got kids, I understand that the, the more responsibilities, the, the less sacrifice you probably can fully make. Um, but man, we got a lot of people who still young. I'm only 28, so a lot of people, you know, I'm married, but I don't have any kids yet. Um, you know, so I'm like, I'm in a position where I'm like, I'm ready to grind, I'm ready to work, I'm ready to take chances, I'm ready to invest in myself. I'm ready to, if I got to spend a couple thousand to invest in myself to to do something, I'll do it. Like you just gotta, you gotta go out there and do it because if you don't, you you'll just live your just live a, a, a average life, which again is fine, but you can't be mad if things if you aren't moving in the way that you want them to move if you're not taking those risks like Mm. you can't have you can't you can't have you can't have both sides you can't be um you know upset that you're not where you want to be but you're not even taking the risk to be where you want to be or you're not putting the work to be where you want to be it doesn't make any sense like things are not going to just magically appear even when opportunities come when they come knocking your door when i got that call i got that message that hey you know would you be interested in the fox sports i had to have the confidence to go take it. Not only the confidence, I had to have to put in the work when I got the job to actually learn how to become a a, a great social media producer. I had to learn the skills, I had to understand the show. Then I got on air, I had to learn how to be confident, and comfortable enough to excel in my role. Then I like it, each thing is a stepping stone. Even when you get opportunities to come out of nowhere, you still have to put the work in to, to 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 really expand and maximize that opportunity. Otherwise, it'll come and go and you'll look back like, "Damn, I had the opportunity of my life and I missed it because I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I made excuses. Oh, I, you know, I, the reason I didn't do this is because X, Y, and Z, Like we all got an excuse. Mm-hmm. We all go through stuff. We've all grow, grown up, had had our trials and tribulations. We can all make an excuse of why we're not here. I don't live by excuses. I live by solutions. All right. I understand that happened. What are you going to do about it? That's where I'm at. I understand, and I respect what you went through, whatever that is. With that being said, what are you going to do about it? Because at the end of the day, you still got to wake up. The sun's going to still come out. People going to still go to work every day. Everything's the the world's going to keep moving with or without you. So you either uh, you either uh, nut up or shut up. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And, And I know that sounds harsh. And I'm not I, I'm not trying to come off as harsh because listen, I go through stuff, I have my days, my moments where I feel sorry for myself and all that. But at the end of the day, the world's gonna keep going. And one thing that my one of my coaches at Ball State told me that always stuck with me is that I'm not gonna say, I, I'm not gonna say that the X-rated version, but no, nobody cares, basically, mm-hmm. what he said. Nobody cares. Whatever you're going through, the world does not care. So you, you figure it out. And, that, and that's, that's, that's been my life. I'm just figuring stuff out. I'm taking chances. I'm not letting no, nobody stop me. Uh, I'm on, I'm on a path for greatness. I believe in myself. And that's how I think everybody has to live their life.
2: Yeah. I mean, take the, take that chance to figure it all out later.
0: That's kind of how yeah. I look at it. Cause I mean, like you, you didn't have any, you didn't have any expertise or, or training in, in yeah. social media and how to do all that stuff. When I started, I'd never written an article in my life. I reach out to this dude through email and he said, yeah, you can come do women's basketball for us. I said, screw it. Go and research for like two whole days about Purdue basketball and, and all that type of stuff. Um, You just got to take the chance and jump on it. Cause there's, there's a ton of people, especially if you, if you get a chance um, to talk to older people that, didn't take advantage of some of those opportunities that they could have jumped on. I mean, they, they live with regret. They think about that when they're 80 years old, retired, sitting on the couch in their rocking chair, whatever they're doing. I mean, they still think about those moments where they could have where life could have been so much different. could have been so much better, maybe. And they just didn't yep. take advantage of it.
1: 100% man. I said, Hey, take that chance. Take that chance, and not to not to do do a plug here, but I you know, I do have my own clothing brand. It's called Live for the Day. I'm wearing a hoodie right now, man, and that's part of the brand. That's right. That's some of the motivation of why we started myself and my partner Fa. Why we started the clothing brand, Live for the Day. It's like chase that goal, chase that dream. Tomorrow's not promised. Next year ain't promised. We shoot the next minute's not promised. Mm-hmm. So whatever that goal that dream is, go go like go do it. Go get it done. Don't say no for my answer. Don't let nobody stop you. You know what I mean. Live for the day. Like that's that's the that's my message to everybody. Live for the day. That, that, that if you listen to, listen to this podcast right now, go chase after that dream, that goal, that whatever, that job, that that degree, whatever level you at. There's something that everybody wants. You know, we all have different aspirations. Whatever that is for you, go get it. It's possible. It's here. Life is like a game. It's, it's like a big it's like a big ass board game. We're just trying to figure out what's the next move. It's like playing Monopoly, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to put together a strategy to 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 win this, you know what I'm saying? So like that's what that's how I look at it. Just make the right moves, you know what I mean? Make the right moves in this game of life. And um you'll have a chance. There's no promises, but you'll have a chance. So just put yourself in position to have a chance. Maybe it
2: speaks to kind of where we're at as a society,
0: but people don't people don't want to put the work in. They don't want to take the sacrifice and, and sleep on the floor. They don't want to stay up until four in the morning editing a podcast because you want to put out two a week and you, yeah. you, got, you just got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even little things like that, like me sitting here editing a pot, it's, it's not that much work, honestly, but people don't want to take that little extra step and do what they need to do to actually be successful. They want to be like, Oh, I'm going to dip my toe in the water. All right, it's not working. I'm done.
1: Yep. The it's the microwave society. Everybody just wants to, you know, warm it up for a few minutes and all right, it's done. nah man. Let that thing marinate, you know, season it up a little bit, put it in the oven, you know, put it on 350. Like just wait, just wait about an hour and just take the time. It it, it'll be better in the end. You know what I'm saying? And now you're right. I just it's tough. And and that's the that's the negative side of social media where Mm -hmm. we, we see so much um content of other people's lives and people You know, showing you one side of their lives and it's looking like so magical and perfect and great. So now as society, especially as as millennials, we're like, man, like I want that life now. I want it now. Or This person did this. And it's like, listen, man, comparison is the thief of joy. And I got that from my from one of my guys, my my OG, Marcellus Wiley. And uh, it's true, man. When you always comparing yourself to somebody else or what they're doing, it's gonna always take away your joy. You know what I mean? Because you're always gonna see somebody that's making a little bit more money than you, or has some better car, better home, better girl than you, whatever the case you you know it may be. But it's like, bro, be content with, with 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 where you're at, with what you have. And if you want more, grind after it, go for it. But go for it because you want it. Don't do it because you're looking at what what they're doing over there. Cause you don't really know the full story. You know what I'm saying? there, Instagram people, most of the time they don't really show you the negative side for the most part. They show you what, what they want you to see, you know, and we're all guilty of that. Like mm-hmm. mo- if you're out uh, on vacation in in Spain or Mexico or something like that, you're going to take a picture so you can kind of flex, show people where you're at. You're not going to show people that, that, Hey, you know, rent is due in a couple of days. And my account says, you know, zero. I don't know how I'm gonna get like, you're not going to show that. People don't like to be vulnerable because, you know, we are in a world where people will take advantage of you. So I get it. I'm I'm not suggesting that you should put all your business out there. But my point is, as humans, as millennials, we have to use social media and and, and look at everything with a grain of salt and understand that, okay, this is cool what they're doing. And I love what they're doing. I wish them nothing but success. But I don't have to down myself and what I'm doing because I'm not where they're at, especially when when you don't understand the full story. So.
0: And those are my favorite types of people, though, outside of like sports and athletes, whatever. My favorite people to talk to are the ones that actually show vulnerability, mm-hmm. show their true selves instead of putting on some like poser face. Like, I, I know somebody, I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. You'll ask them like what they're doing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry <laughs> about it. It's like, bro, just what are we doing? Just tell me what you're doing. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. I just – that's my biggest pet peeve is people that 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 think they're too cool to show emotion or, or something like that. I know that's kind of off topic, but – I
1: don't know what you mean. Hey, authenticity, man, is, is what I try to lean on. You know, just be real. That's all That's all I say. Be real. Be authentic. Be whoever you are and mm-hmm. live with it. People People are going to judge you regardless, so you might as well just be you because no one else can be you better than you. So that's my, that's my mindset.
0: Hey, I think that's the perfect way to end
1: this. I got <laughs> to <There it is. laughs> wrap
0: this thing up, man, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, indie guy through and through. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it all the best to you. Um, hopefully one day you get your own show on, on Fox sports and, and you're the man.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate that, man. You keep doing your thing. Uh, for any new viewers who are interested in following my journey uh you can follow me on social media at Darnell underscore Smith95. And also have my own podcast as well called The Porch Podcast. You can follow us on IG at the Porch Podcast underscore. We just signed a deal with caffeine. It's a live streaming platform where our show will be dropping uh every week. Right now, it'll be on Mondays at 6:30 p.m. Pacific time, 9 30 p.m. Eastern. Um, so tune in, man. You know, doing a lot of big things and Hey, man, I appreciate you being on this podcast. I had a good time.
2: Yes, sir. Have a good one.
1: All right, you too.